your understanding of the kingdom may your mind be able to comprehend and walk in with all the saints all of the beautiful revelation in the word of god amen so that we can maximize our time here in earth as being ambassadors of christ we're high level diplomatic representatives amen from heaven our citizenship is in heaven but we are sojourners amen we are pilgrims and sojourners we're just passing through amen and may god continue to strengthen you so that you maximize your time so when amen our time is up we can hear him say well done good and faithful servant our scripture reading tonight will come from acts the third chapter beginning at verse 11 and we'll read down through verse 26 Amen. Normally, I wouldn't read that many scriptures, but because we're at Bible study, I believe it does as well. Acts, the third chapter, this we'll read in the New King James Version at verse 11, and then we'll read down through verse 26. Then we'll jump over to 1 Peter, the third chapter, verses 13 through 17. Both we'll read in the New King James Version of the Bible. There are about three other places that we'll go in the Gospels um, to, ver to validate amen, to, to affirm and defend the gospel, hallelujah, amen, um, but we'll give those later on, amen, Acts the third chapter beginning in verse 11 down to verse 26, amen, and then uh, Acts 3 verse 13 through 17, amen, and it says, now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, amen, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? And why do you look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness, amen, we made, we had made this man walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob, the God of our fathers glorified his servant, Jesus, glorified his servant, Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate. Amen. When he determined to let him go, verse 14, but you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. And you killed, amen, the prince or the author of life whom God raised from the dead of which we are witnesses, the witnesses of the resurrection. We've seen him ourselves. And in his name, through faith in his name, he has made uh, this man strong, whom you see and know. That's important, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness, amen, in your presence, in the presence of you all. Verse 17, yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But those things that God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets that the Christ would suffer has been fulfilled. Glory to God. All of those things that are prophesied by the mouth of his prophets that the Christ, that the Christ would suffer, amen, has thus been fulfilled. It's thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that a time of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send, amen, Jesus Christ, whom, again, who was preached to you before, the same Jesus, amen, 
whom heaven has received until the end time, until the time of restoration of all things, which God, glory to God, uh, has spoken of the mouth of his prophets since the world began. Verse 23, for Moses truly said to the, to the fathers, the Lord God, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him shall you hear in all things whatever he says to you. And it, and it shall be that every soul, amen, who will hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed, amen, destroyed from among the people, from, amen. Uh, uh, verse 26, yes, all the prophets from Samuel and those who follow, who, uh, those who follow as many as have spoken have also foretold Amen. Of these days, verse twenty-five. You are sons of the prophets, and the covenant, uh, and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, and in your seed, not seeds as in many, and in your seed, that one seed, all the families of the earth shall be shall be blessed. That seed, Amen. To fir- to you first, God has raised up His servant. Jesus, there's that title again, amen, and sent him to bless you in turning away your every one of you from your iniquity. Glory to God. The key point that we're looking at uh, in ver- tonight is verse 13 and 14 and 15. And it says this, that, amen, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, Amen. Glorified his servant, Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate. Amen. When he was determined to let him go. But you denied, but you denied the Holy One, the just, and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. Hallelujah, of which we were uh, witnesses. So verses 13, 14, amen, 15 is our emphasis on tonight. 1 Peter 3 and um, the third chapter, 1 Peter, the third chapter, verse 13 through 17 says this, and who is he who will harm you, amen, if you become a follower of what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks, amen, ask you a reason for the hope that is in you. Amen. Sanctify the Lord your God. Sanctify the Lord God in your heart. Always be ready to give a defense. That's where we're going. Amen. To everyone who asks you, Amen, a reason for the hope that is in you. This is your attitude when they ask you with meekness and fear. That's reverential fear, not fear as with, amen, we fear or train or fear individuals because that's contrary to the scriptures because God has not given us that kind of fear. Having a good conscience that when they defame you as an evildoer, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed for it is better if it is for the will of God to suffer for doing good uh, than doing evil. 
Praise God. So tonight, amen, I want to deal with this subject, amen. Jesus is the Christ, amen. Jesus is, not was, but is, amen, the Christ. When you look at verse 13, 14, and 15 in Acts 3, amen, uh, what Peter does, he connects the Old Testament God that they are familiar with. They're familiar with Yahweh. They're familiar with Jehovah. Amen. His covenant name. And he, he connects uh, Christ, the one that they denied, that Jesus, that they thought was not the king, the coming king. Amen. He says that, that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant, Jesus whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate. Amen. This same God that we've been, we have been serving all of our fathers in this Judaic system, this is the same God, amen, who uh, raised Christ from the dead. Amen. They call Jesus, amen, is, amen, the Lord's servant, his servant, Jesus. Twice in that passage, call him his servant, Jesus. And you denied the Holy One, the just, uh, amen, and they killed the Prince of Life, but God raised him from the dead. Glory to God. And so this Christ, this anointed one of God, whom you denied, amen, and whom you blasphemed, whom you thought was not, this one is, amen. And so Peter, uh, upon them seeing this man at the gate called Beautiful, uh, being healed, and if you start reading chapter 3 and verse 1, you'll find out that at that hour of prayer, that when Peter and John was going in, amen, there was a man there who had never known the mobility of walking, amen. He was lame from his mother womb, mother's womb, and so God used this person whom uh, Peter uh, uh, verified to them and reiterated to them whom you know. So this man has always been at the gate call, always carried and laid to ask alms of those that go in because of the tradition, because of the law, amen, giving alms was required. So they put him there so that he can make some type of a living. Uh, and so um, they said, this one that you know, amen. So God used the most popular, <laughs> glory to God, person, amen, to heal so that it would be, uh, it could not be denied of the power of God. Glory to God. And so after the healing, after the man stood up and run into the temple, because as long as he was in that condition, it was not permissible for him to go in the temple. Amen. But once he was healed, he held on to Peter and John. Amen. And leaping and dancing and giving God praise. Amen. For what had been done to him, praise God, the place where they were was called Solomon's porch. And then everybody ran uh, to Peter and John and looked, they was gazing and so intently upon uh, the apostles, it had to be addressed. It had to be addressed. And so he says to them, uh, when he saw that their, their response, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Amen. And why do you look so intently at us as though by our power or godliness, amen, we made this man walk? Amen. The, the, that, that God that you've been worshiping 
from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all of our fathers, amen, is this God, amen, through Christ has given him strength. You denied him. You handed him over, gave over a murderer, amen, in, in his stead. It's this same Jesus. So this, this, this next phase of the apologetics, glory to God, is undeniable because not unlike Pentecost, that came with just the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now we're dealing with the power of the amen being manifested. Now we're dealing with the power being manifested. So, amen, that brings me to my first thought. The book of Acts, uh, uh, we see, is a continuum of the prophetic promise of Christ, amen, that was spoken in John 14, verse 12 through 14. Amen. Acts is a continuum of the promise of Christ before the disciples really functioned in the Holy Ghost. He promised them, amen. He says to them, most assuredly, I say unto you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, amen, that the that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Amen. Uh, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Praise God. And so he's telling uh, the disciples ahead of time that I'm going away, but the same anointing and the same assignments in the earth realm that I have been doing, you're going to take up and continue to do it in advancing the kingdom as well as that the kingdom and of Christ being validated through signs, wonders, amen, through those miracles, gifts of the Holy Spirit. These things validate, which make it, amen, undeniable of the person of Christ. The gospel according to Mark, the 16th chapter, verse 14 through 18, this is the great commission that's in the same vein as Matthew 28, amen, but it reads a little different, and it builds, and it makes uh, a complete thought concerning the Great Commission and the post-resurrection of Christ. He said, later he, appeared, later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe, amen, those who had seen him afterward, he had, he had arisen. And he said to him, go into all, he said to them, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. Uh, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues, and they will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by, it will by no means harm them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. Amen. So Acts gives us a historical continuum of the ministry of Christ through the apostles. So I think the book can be aptly called the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostle. Amen. He says to them, I will not leave you, amen, fatherless. I will not leave you orphans. I'll come to you. Amen. I'll come to you. Uh, praise the name of the Lord. And, and, and it's because of these things that the, that the world might know that I am with you. Praise God, and you are with me. Matthew 28, and starting in verse 16, it says this, 
Then the 11 went away. This still is the post-resurrection post time of Christ. The 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Mark's gospel said he rebuked their unbelief. Verse 18, and Jesus came and spoke these things. All authority has been given to me in heaven and, and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. Amen. And so uh, the book of Acts gives us the continuum and the obedience and the knowledge of the apostles of the person in the ministry of Christ, understanding the king and the kingdom, praise God. And they were well able to, de to defend and to confirm the person of Christ. Glory to God. And so the book of Acts shows us the obedience of the apostles to continue on in the mantle of Christ. Glory to God. Amen. And so when you read and you look at Acts, I mean, uh, Matthew 26, 28 and 18, this is the foundation for, uh, you know, all that they do. And this is the confidence we have. Now, most people say start at verse 19, but you got to get verse 18 because he says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. If you start at verse 19, you just say, go therefore and make disciples. But if you read verse 18, that gives us the confidence in, to knowing that whatever we uh, confront, whatever we run into, whatever demon or false doctrine or false apostles, false brethren, false apostles, whatever we run into, uh, amen, we can overcome. Why? Because all authority has been given to Christ in heaven and on earth. So there's nothing that we meet that can have authority over Christ or be supreme over the power of the Lord. Amen. So uh, we got that confidence as we go that there's nothing we can meet that, amen, he, glory to God, has not already overcome. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Amen. Luke 11 and 17 through 21 says this, and uh, the, the Pharisees were discussing and saying that Jesus cast out the, amen, demons by Beelzebub. Amen. They cast, he cast out demons by demons, by the prince of demons. And then uh, verse 17 said, but he knowing their thoughts said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And a, and a house as divided against a man, uh, a house falls, and a house divided against the house falls. Is divided against itself is fall. Now, if Satan also is divided against himself, how will the kingdom stand? Because you say I cast out demons by Beelzebub. So he's making this he's making this clear to them. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom? Do your sons cast them out? See, he's bringing them to the seat. Amen. Therefore, they will judge, be judged. Therefore, they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come to you. Glory to God. And when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods, 
amen, or in peace. But when, but when a stronger than he comes, amen, upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his arm, all his uh, armor in which he trusted and divide the spoil. What Jesus is saying is that, amen, one stronger has come. I'm not casting out demons by Beelzebub. Hey, man, I've come as one stronger than. Because every time a demon saw Jesus, they wanted to know, did you come to torment us before time? They understood something. And they knew who he was. Glory to God. Amen. He said, but one stronger than, amen, he has come. And amen, now I'm plundering the spoils of the, amen, of the strong man's house because I'm stronger than he and I've overtaken what he thought he really had. Glory to God. So when the kingdom is manifested, amen, it is an indicator one stronger has shown up. And by that, demons are cast out. Amen. So the continuum of the manifestation of the kingdom of God is seen in the book of Acts. The power of God is being demonstrated in the same manner that Christ demonstrated it. Amen. And that you cannot deny. And that you cannot, uh, amen, have doubt about. Glory to God. And so the term apologetic, Christian apologetic specifically, amen, it literally means to uh, the defense of the faith. The Greek word is pronounced apologia, which means defense as a lawyer gives in a trial, like a lawyer in a, in a courtroom. From every generation, beloved, uh, every generation of believers, there's been challenges, been questions, been concerned, amen, doubters about who Christ is. Amen. So the book of Acts, through from, from the book of, from chapter 2 to uh, chapter 28, there are various defense concerning the person of Christ. And because of their Judaic history, they're able to go back through the prophets and through the writings to validate to a, a predominant, at first, Jewish audience concerning who this Christ is. Amen. And that uh, Acts transitions from the uh, Jewish audience. It transitions us, amen, to a gen to a predominant Gentile audience through the Apostle Paul. Amen. And so I'm, I'm laying the foundation of, of the fact that when we understand the book of Acts, we have to also, amen, embrace not just the history, not just the uh, transitional part of Acts, not just the doctrinal part of Acts, Amen. Uh, not just the part of Acts that fill in the gaps, amen, and gives us clarity concerning the epistles and particularly the Pauline epistles, but we have to take a good look at the, the outline and the clarity and the specifics of the apologetics that is given from, from Paul to, I mean, from Peter to Philip to Paul, amen, concerning, amen, Jesus as being the Christ. Amen. There's not another Christ coming. This one that you denied, this one that you, amen, would not believe in, the just, the, amen, the holy one, the prince of life, that same one is the, amen, is the one that God sent his servant that was raised from the dead and now is, amen, the power we're standing in is his power. Glory to God. And so as uh, 
Thank you, Father. As the time continues on, church, as we continue on in uh, the age of the church, we're going to have to be able to do, as Paul says, give a defense. Amen. Of uh, Amen. Uh, sanctify the Lord God in our hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you uh, a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and with fear. Every one of us going to have to get ready to give a, give a defense. Praise God. If you read that in the New Living Translation, it said, instead you must worship, glory to God, the, uh, our Lord, the, uh, the Lord of life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready, here's the key word, to explain it. Always be ready to explain it. And so uh, this, this part of the teaching is designed to equip you with scriptural references as to what the early apostles, the early church, and the apostles of Christ, uh, how they do, uh, uh, systematically from the Old Testament and with very great clarity give us the, give us the understanding of the fact that, the, that Christ that you deny, that Christ that you, amen, ignorantly did not know. Glory to God. This same Christ, amen, that you uh, thought was not, he is, the, he is the Holy One of God. That Jesus is the Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. There are a lot of doctrines, and there are a lot of people, and there are a lot of falseness, and there are a lot of things that are going around, that, amen, that there's a rise of um, outside influence that would try to challenge us in regard to who Jesus is. And there are a lot of falseness and error and false doctrine. And beloved, we have to get, we have to be ready to defend not just with our passion and our amen stirred emotions, but we have to be ready to give a defense, amen, from the word of God. Praise God. And we have to be ready because there are those that are around us that are babes that can be swayed and their faith shipwrecked with that type of foolishness. Amen. If we're not prepared to give a defense, to explain, amen, to make clear of the reason why we are the way we are and we believe the way we believe. Glory to God. And this is this is uh, uh, necessary for us, amen. We have to always get ready to give a, be prepared to give an answer. And this is what the, I'm attempting to do with this teaching for the, for the next while, amen, uh, part of the entire month of October is giving us ready to be able to answer, to defend, amen, to uh, prepare, to answer back, to explain, to defend the person in the ministry of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Amen. So this Peter gives an Old Testament reference to, amen, a New Testament revelation that the God of Abraham, this God of Abraham, Isaac, this God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, amen, the, amen, he, Jesus, the Christ, his servant, amen, you denied. That's the, that same one you denied, that's the one, the king that you said was not the king is the king. And in that power and in his name, this man is standing here. Praise God. And so through gifts of the spirit, through miracles, signs, and wonder, the word of God is validated. Amen. The, word, the, the person of Christ is validated. 
amen, it is undeniable when you have uh, that kind of evidence. Matter of factly, matter of factly, the reason for the Pharisees and the Sadducees to come to a murdering spirit for Christ is the resurrection of Lazarus. Because at that point, you could not deny, amen, is the proof was infallible that, that Jesus was who was who he said it was. Hebrews now, this is my last uh, scripture. Hebrews now, uh, the third chapter, verse one, amen, through six. And I read this in the New International Version. And it says, therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the holy calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. I'm sorry, I should go back. Verse, amen, chapter two. I'm sorry, chapter two. This is where I was going. Chapter two and verse one. And it says, we must pay uh, the more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard. That's it. So that we do not drift away. For since the message spoken through angels were binding, and every violation and disobedience received this just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This is the salvation that was first announced by the Lord. Amen. And was confirmed to us, amen, uh, by those who heard him. Look at the verse four. God also testified, amen, to it by signs, by wonders, various miracles, amen, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. God testifying. That's what we need uh, now more than ever is to rely on and to learn to walk in and wait on God to testify. Amen. Let him say amen. Let, let him give the proof and the validation through the power of his presence, through healing, through deliverance, through demons being cast out, glory to God, to the sick being made well. This is affirmation of the coming of the kingdom. This affirmation of the person of Christ. Peter says, amen, this man is, has received strength because of him, Christ, through Christ, and in his name, glory to God, uh, this man has received his soundness. Praise God. And so this is, our, this is the validation of the person of Christ. And this is the thing that we have to get to. And I'll say this, and I'm closing. A lot of times, uh, and uh, we say that we want to go back to the Pentecost experience, amen. We want to go back to the early church and all of that in the spirit. But if we go back to the early church in the spirit, we have to also go back to the early church and its apostolic defense, amen. I mean, it's, as a Christian apologetic defense of the person and the ministry of Christ, amen. That type of preaching can never be defined as old school. That type of preaching can never be defined as though it's antiquated and outdated. And we've come up with something better than, amen, than validating the person and the ministry of the king and the kingdom. We can never talk in terms, amen, as though that's old school. No, that's eternal school. That's eternal understanding. Glory to God in the highest, amen. And Jesus said, I am way. I'm the way. I'm the truth and the life. And the church before they called them Christians at Antioch, amen, was called the way, those that were in the way. I wish we'd have kept saying that. We wouldn't have 
a denomination called Christianity. We will just have the way, amen, just walking in Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except by him. That puts that puts us, the principles of God, back in, in, in eternal space, not in a time space that is humanly tampered with, with all of our doctrinal beliefs and all of our practices in which we like to clump and classify ourselves and put it back in an eternal principle where God himself only is ruled, God himself only is glorified. Amen, when we call it the way. Hey, praise God. And my time is up. I exhort you in the Lord. Go back and study the word of God. Amen. Make ready yourself mentally, scripturally. Amen. To stand boldly, confidently, with great clarity. Amen. And defend, and defend this gospel. Be ready to explain. Be ready to give a, a, a defense. Be ready to affirm and confirm that, man, this Jesus is the Christ. It's not old school. This is the reason why I believe. I'm standing firm in the hope, amen, because if I believe only in Christ in this life, I'm the most miserable, most pitied of all men, amen. This doctrine takes me, and this belief in Christ takes me back to where he came from, an eternal place. And he says, I've, amen, I go to the Father. In my Father's house are many mansions, and were not so, I wouldn't have told you. Amen, I go to prepare a place for you but where I am, there can you be also. Glorious God. Thank you, Father. And this is before we can have the word denomination. This is before we can even have the term Christianity. Amen. That Jesus is the way and that he's given back to us what was lost in the garden. You got to get that in your spirit. You got to get that in your spirit. Amen. The danger of the, the finite thinking of man the danger of it, in order for us to buy off and to be able to comprehend all of God, we have to have a, a compartmentalized mindset, amen, because of the vastness and because of the depth of the person of God. But like Job, that's too high. I can't comprehend it. In order for us to be able to dialogue uh, or believe in some way, we have to bite off as much as we can handle mentally. And then in doing so, we have categorized uh, Christ into, amen, denominational sects and belief systems and practices that we can handle. And then we put pride on it and arrogance on it and say, we are the Baptist. We are Catholic. We are the Church of Christ. We are the Church of God in Christ. And, and in doing so, in our finite fallen mind, uh, our attempt to love on Christ, we've caused the greatest fallacy in the life of the church, and that's division. Amen. And still we preach. Uh, we still we preach about it. We still preach one thing and we do another. Paul says, amen, amen, I baptize any of y'all. Amen. Uh, who is Paul? And who is Apollos except servants of the Lord? The Lord Amen. We one plant, the other water. Only God can give the increase. And yet we come right back. Amen. And we are stuck on one person. We're stuck on Jason. We're stuck on Jones. We're stuck on Osteen. We're stuck on, amen. And we've made them some type of holy superstars. And we'll won't, we don't want to hear nobody else. Praise God. But the body has so many gifts, so many talents, and so many things that are going on. We have to put our mind back in an eternal space. 
and allow God to be God, broaden our narrowly sectarian mindset where we can grasp the wholeness of God and his people so we don't live our days in fleshly understanding, directing ourselves around and beside and denying each other rather than just uh, doing like we do mathematics, amen, fractions. You just break it down to its common denominator, and that's Christ, amen. So I can hold fast to brethren, whatever they call them, as long as they're filled with the Holy Spirit and Christ is their Lord, amen. And so this brings us to this narrow uh, mindset. We're so sectarian and we're so divided because it's hard for the fallenness of the mindset to gather the enormity of what Christ is saying in an eternal space, amen? And so with uh, uh, us outside of his isness, amen, can come up with all kinds of stuff because our delimitedness of our mind and vocabulary, vocabulary, it makes it difficult to us. So we have to bite off our peace. We're proud of our peace. And our belief says when therein we have denominationalism, therein we have, amen, this sect sectarian closed mindset. And anytime you hang out in your own neighborhood all your life, you develop a dysfunctional mindset because in totality, there's more going on than just your town or just your little neighborhood. And the body of Christ is the same way. And anytime we stay in our own little old circle, we uh, do ourselves an injustice concerning the totality of the blessings and the gifts of the body and knowing God and knowing God and knowing God. And it's frustrating to see so much foolishness, amen. But the Lord will set it all in order when he comes. The Lord will set it all in order when he comes. Praise the Lord, amen. I encourage you in the Lord, broaden your perspective, broaden your mindset, ask the Lord to give you clarity and understanding concerning the kingdom and the king, amen. Go study the book of Acts, praise God, up to at least uh, chapter uh, nine so we can be, you can be ready to discuss and to follow along on uh, next week. Amen. Father, I thank you for Christ. I thank you for the eternal sacrifice, a lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Father, I thank you for the Christ. I thank you, Father God, that uh, the assignment didn't stop because of those that didn't believe. But God, that your word was, 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 was broadened, your word was spreaded, and many disciples were added, and they are still being added because of the work and the ministry of Christ. Father, enlarge our mindsets, enlarge our understanding of the eternal way, of the way in Christ, so he is the way, the truth, and the life. Deliver us from a denominational mindset. Deliver us from a closed practice and open us up to the more that's in you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that we may be one as you are one in the Son and the Spirit does not speak of his own authority, of his own accord, but he speaks only that which he hears from Christ. And we thank you, Father, for what you've done. Broaden us and give us a greater understanding, a greater sense of direction of who you are, what you've done for us in Christ, that we may fully maximize our call as ambassadors, and we are representatives of you in heaven, that we may represent you in totality and not be narrow in our minds. And we give you glory and praise in Jesus' mighty name. We give you glory. You're God and God alone. Amen.